Welcome to Asset Management Group's private client-only podcast with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Andrew Nida, Moise Param here Monday, November 6th, one day after my sister's birthday. That's which right. Is a good thing. How'd it go, Mo? Good Happy weekend. Birthday, Amber. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, absolutely amazing. So we went to the built. Well, we went to Asheville for the weekend, and while we were in Asheville, obviously we had to go see the Biltmore Biltmore Estates, and it was absolutely. Uh, it was it was overwhelming in some areas. I mean, the oh, for sure. the grounds itself, the gardens were just. I mean, the colors, the different the different plants was just were just insane. But then the house itself. I mean, to imagine one family living in that estate. Yeah, it's insane. Being built in eighteen ninety, forget what year it was, but around eighteen ninety something, and the construction, the the work, the craftsmanship. Yeah, was the just detail. In, the detail was insane. Uh, sadly enough, I, I have never been, but it's definitely we should go. We should plan a, a weekend there. getaway for sure. I've never actually been to Asheville either. Oh, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah kind of a fun go. getaway. Yeah, yeah, and the Christmas time has got to be the best time to go. Oh, it was all lit up. It it was it was it was definitely amber scene. Oh, for sure, it was definitely amber scene. So, <laughs> uh, shout out to Janet Janet Komen who uh, gave us a recommendation for a couple of restaurants so thank Let's you go janet. janet yeah yeah it's always always a great client when they're the ones giving us recommendations that's right that's fantastic yeah my weekend was um i was building a trebuchet oh really a trebuchet <laughs> <laughs> now i'm sure most of the people listen uh, most of our audience uh, most of our clients have no idea what a trebuchet is yeah it's uh aka catapult okay yeah right <laughs> and you know, my son is, you know, his father's son through and through a hundred percent because it's like, and, and now I've kind of learning what I might've put my dad through a little bit because he's got that mentality. It's, it's not just all in, it's gotta be all in and all that type of type of thing. Like it's gotta be, you know, he just, he's just there. He's, he's a hundred percent in. And so, so he wants to make it bigger, you know, thicker, and and wants to compete for the for the record which was set by who now is a senior um actually the record holder is the valedictorian of this year's senior class oh really yeah so it's in this engineering class so any of my uh fantastic engineering clients if you have any uh help or any thoughts or ideas that could help me as we work through the the construction phase of this uh, trebuchet. I would greatly appreciate trebuchet. it. Trebuchet. Yeah. So anyway, basically what that all ended up with was um, I bought all the lumber and we dropped it off the school and that was not working out. So now it's dad's building a, a trebuchet. So it's fun though. Me and him have enjoyed it. So we, we got a lot done yesterday and and uh, continue to move forward. And great, uh, great season, man. And here we are, month of November already. Uh, you know, just encourage you guys and you guys, for most of our clients, man, you guys have done such a great job of living life well. But, you know, just a, just another, you know, message coming across to you to just take the season and enjoy, uh, enjoy the days, enjoy the moments and, and the opportunity to spend with family. Don't pass that up. There's no there's no job, no, no requirement. Um, there's nothing really out there that's worthy of passing up the, the time and the importance of investing time with family. Yeah. You know, last night kind of 
uh, resonated with me pretty hard. You know, we went to um, our church, Cross Point City Church. They had an event uh, to basically challenge us to to give everything to him. Right. And it was a family on stage who lost their child two years ago or so from a, a horrific fire. Yeah. And it just kind of brought, brought things back to reality that, you know, our time is, is not infinite. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need to make sure that we're spending and our minds are focused, our hearts are focused, our, 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 our atten- attention is focused on what's most important to us. Yeah. Yeah. Intentional for sure. Yeah. And, and you're 100% right. That story, most local people here in Cartersville know the family and know the story. And it was a, it's just one of those horrific stories. And we lost another a close friend this past week at the church um, who, who passed away in a vehicle accident. And so, you know, just a reminder, really hitting home that, you know, all the things, regardless of your faith and background, all the things that we could potentially accumulate and have and save for, Although it's, you know, we need to be wise with our money, a good steward of our, of our income. It's also a reminder that, hey, none of it's going with you, right? There's yeah. no, uh, as they say, there's no trailer or moving there's van, no U-Haul, in the back no of the U-Haul following the hearse, baby. So, so your memories and your experiences, man, they, they, they last forever. So be intentional through this season and, uh, and take the time to invest in others. It's, it's very important, we believe here. And that's exactly what we're going to do. But speaking of investing and speaking of markets, it's time for the most, I can't say most, but it is time for a very important part of the show. It's time for the bull, bear, market minute. Yeah, coming into uh, last week, the S&P 500 did hit a technical correction was just over uh, 10% from the July highs. And so last week we saw massive gains uh, that put the S&P 500 back on its 200-day moving average and above its 50-day moving average, which, you know, if you're a technical investor, those two levels are very significant with respects to volatility and historically where the market, the direction of the market goes afterwards. But we saw the S&P 500 gain 5.9% last week. The Dow Jones jumped 5%. Uh, NASDAQ crushing it with 6.6%. Uh, Russell 2000, which has been in the slump all year, increased by 7.6%. So massive upsides uh, in, the equity, in the equity market last week. Impressive, impressive. Actually, the best uh, week in the market for this year. Yeah, for this year. For this year. Which is, which is absolutely uh, incredible to me because uh, a good client of mine and a, and a phenomenal business owner, leader in, in just about every category in life. I love this guy and he's a killer, but Tate Henshaw, a friend of mine at the house. Uh, I think it was, it was Halloween night. He had swung by and they were doing some stuff with the family around downtown. And we were just, he's in a similar industry, very in the know when it comes to econ and, and financial planning and investing and you name it. And I, I was sitting there talking to him like, yeesh, man, what do you think? What do you think? What do you you know, and, and then we turn around and have an, have an incredible week. And we were talking <laughs> about just like in that moment, like how, you know, we're going into this past week and it's like, man, everything is just so unpredictable. Yeah. So uncertain, so uneasy. And, and once again, not that we are overweighting the value of a good week. We don't want to do that either, but it is sure nice to have a, uh, a breath of fresh air. You know, it's almost like the market's breathing a little bit. 
Um, and that's, and that's definitely a good sign over, you know, coming out of what sure enough was a heavy pullback in the markets there. Right. And yet those technical levels are important. I mean, we, we were hearing several analysts, if we can, you know, share some of this information, several analysts talking about, you know, massive changes in their models and portfolios because of those technical levels. And, um, you know, right or wrong, don't know yet. Nobody makes decisions off of, you know, a matter of a few days, but, but, uh, it sure was nice to have a good week. Oh yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. I mean, this year has just been, you know, uh, you know, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of news. I mean, last week was, there was a very, very heavy, heavy news last week, but you know, if we look at different sectors in the market this year, you know, communication services, uh, tech and, uh, consumer discretionary really have been leading, um, the different sectors, but energy is down for the year. Financials are down. Real estate's down. Healthcare is down. Utilities are down. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're right. Having a week like last week, it's been a while since we've reported anything uh, that spectacular. So it was great. It was yeah. great to have some good news. Yeah. And, you know, on top of the good news in the markets, we also have seen, you know, a pullback in several areas and levels within the economy that kind of supports the, the, the Fed's mission up until this point. So I think some of this data was, you know, it's hard to say it's good news because we live in a world where really what what ideally is kind of bad news is essentially good news in, in the direction of what the, what the feds are trying to accomplish. Um, but I'll throw this out here. The economy added 150,000 jobs in October, wow. which was below expectation, okay, of 180,000. Not to mention the revision from the prior month, which was what they miss it for like two, over 200,000, I believe. Yeah, around there, right? Yeah. Which, which you know, who um, who understands how how your job can be dependent on good, accurate <laughs> data, and you can miss something by that far and be okay with it. Anyway, uh, we won't go down that rabbit hole. But economy added one hundred fifty thousand jobs below expectation, um, which was kind of what we were expecting. Unemployment rate ticked up to three point nine percent once again, supporting what the Feds have been uh, looking to accomplish. Um, and of course the labor force shrunk by 200,000. Um, now a, a few other items here that kind of supports this October manufacturing PMIs. Um, and this is PMI. If you don't, if you've never heard that, um, that term it's purchasing managers index. Okay. Which basically summarizes whether market conditions are expanding, staying the same or contracting from a manufacturing perspective. And they continued lower also for the most part. And, you know, another another one I'll throw in here, too, is just a just a general conversation with a client of ours who works in the executive position with Lowe's. We also have clients that work in executive positions with Home Depot. And I was speaking with a gentleman last week with Lowe's. And this uh, particular individual is preparing to make a financial decision to basically cut a check and pay off all the student loans. Uh, he's sitting on a, a reasonable cash position. Student loans are six figures. Obviously, everybody knows that student loans are no longer being deferred. And we've had multiple conversations up until the recent call it month about how we want to handle this when the time comes. And here the time is. Up until this point, the, the decision was really swipe the debt off the table, right? Interest rates on the loans um, are, are reasonably higher than the interest rate he's able to get on his cash not to mention where they are, seasonal life. He kind of wants it behind him. Uh, he can still do that without sacrificing his emergency fund. He calls me last week and he's like, hey man, listen, um, I'm re actually text me, I I'm rethinking 
this whole how I'm going to handle the debt. And we got on the phone. We talked about it. He's still going to put a nice chunk down, but his concerns were were predominantly influenced by uh, Lowe's and his concerns and Lowe's concerns because they're seeing a massive uh, reduction in production. Wow, really? And yeah, right. And then you know, I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, well, that's a that's an interesting sign. You know, I'm a big believer that 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 industry alone and those uh, retail shops. Lowe's, Home Depot, Ace. Um, I mean, there's several out there. They do. They're they're definitely a, a great indication. Well, then didn't, didn't Bernie Marcus uh, was it this morning? Yeah, or Bernie, recently that said um, he's seeing the the pressures on inflation on on the, on the customers. That's right. Yeah, Bernie Marcus, uh, uh, part owner, right? Yeah, part, and, yeah, part founder, partner, or owner, in yeah. Home Depot. Um, you're right. He, he did have a, I didn't read the article, but I know exactly what you're talking about. He did have an interview, uh, with, with, uh, some news anchor regarding his concerns about, uh, the U S economy. I think he made the statement that inflation is, you know, quote unquote, killing, mm. killing our Home Depot customers. Wow. And, and, you know, not to make fun, but, um, I understand that through the process of building this trebuchet. Yeah, it's killing me too. I'm like, man, this is. I will. Not, I'm not going to fall for this one again. My son is is not making a wise decision. But but uh, speaking of student loans, we actually had a client that uh, sent us an email the other day uh, with fantastic news. You know, she she was one of the fortunate ones to actually have her student loans uh, waived by uh, Biden administration. So it was about a hundred thousand dollars, and you know, she fell under the. You know, she's been paying for twenty years. Um, but a hundred thousand dollars basically wiped out, which was incredible. Which was incredible. And, and uh, she was paying for twenty years. She was paying for twenty years, and that was almost the requirement. That was a requirement, right? Requirement. Yeah. But she did get a formal letter. Formal letter. Wiped it clean. Wiped it clean, and uh, not ta- not taxed as income on a federal or state level. Yeah, that's imp- that's impressive yeah. and good for her. You good know, for her. I mean, for, in, in the event that good for her because she she's she's worked through it for twenty flipping years. Yeah. You know, has serviced the debt and has has done her best to to try to get ahead and, and pay it off. Now, good for her, and glad that's happening for for those people that it definitely it warrants and it's deserving of. Um, with that said, you got anything else on the markets? We're good. No, we're good. We're okay, good. all right. So on to the the topic of the month, and we're going to be wrapping this up. Uh, not sure if it'll be wrapped up this week, but we definitely will wrap it up shortly. Uh, in the next week or two to come. And this is the conversation about taxes. Um, week one of this of this series, we talked about saving correctly, being very intentional about where you put your money. Uh, and we're talking about saving. We're talking about investing in the future, where you're allocating dollars of your net income or gross income for the purpose of retirement or future planning. And, and you need to be in the know of the where and the why to ensure that your money is going to support your retirement and your future from a taxable perspective, saving correctly. Week two, we talked about distributing, aka withdrawing correctly. That's right. Making sure that you structure your assets in a way that when you get to retirement, and if you're already in retirement, that you're leveraging the value of the three bucket approach from a taxable standpoint. You have money that's tax deferred, going to be taxable as ordinary income on the way out. You have money that is tax-free, going to be tax-free on the way out. You also have some funds in there that are taxable, 
going to be taxed based off the cost basis and the gains and or losses of those assets. And then last week we talked about conversion. Right. Conversion being, hey, I want to make the right decision right now with my money from a taxable standpoint based off what I know today and what I think to be true about the future. And a lot of people say, well, the future is uncertain. And you're right, correct. But planning allows us to get a very um, clear view, not a perfect view, but a very clear view on the expectation of, of tax rates, on the expectation of your tax story individually and what's going to happen so that we can make the right decision today. Pay the right rate at the right time that's right for you. Mm-hmm. That's the key to Roth conversion. That's right. Now, there's a lot of elements that goes along with that um, that you have to consider. We kind of expanded on that last week. If you missed it, go back last week, listen to the show. Roth conversions, remember, not applicable for everybody, but definitely applicable for many. And it's a, it's a good tool to use to ensure that you're improving your tax picture consistently throughout life. Yeah, I think it's one of the one of the most underutilized tax planning strategies that, you know, I'd say the majority of people forget about and don't even know. Mm-hmm. The ability to to, you know, to just shake the hands with the government at a tax rate that you're that you're pretty certain is going to be the lowest or one of the lowest you'll ever experience throughout your distribution phase of life. That's exactly right. A hundred percent. So we want to bring up this topic on estate planning. And and estate planning is is kind of a it's a unique conversation because in some aspects it is reserved for ultra net worth in regards to concerns about the federal estate laws and and tax implications. But I, I do want to make a statement real quick. Estate planning from our standpoint at Asset Management Group is for everybody. Everybody has an estate. Everybody should be mindful of that estate and the transition of that estate to the next generation. Now, according to federal laws, there are certain levels where estate, they use the terminology estate planning, where it's more impactful. And of course, if you're one of these clients, if you're one of these families that we work with, you already know some of the, some of the items that we're going to give, a, give out in the show because we're doing it for you. We're talking about it um, from an estate standpoint. Okay, but these are things that some of you guys may have never heard of. And to be honest with you, it's just because it's not applicable for your story. Yeah. Right. So first and foremost, let me just throw this out here, Mo. The clock is ticking, right? That's right. And 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 why is the clock ticking? Yeah, the clock is ticking because uh, the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act does expire at the end of 2025. So literally January 1st of 2026, unless Congress takes any action, um, we're going to see some tax consequences uh, that some exemptions may be lowered or removed. And these are some significant uh, changes that could, that are heading our way. Significant changes, significant changes. And just to get, give you some ideas on what those changes are in regards to a state gift tax. Remember what Trump did in his administration back in 2017, when they put in these tax cuts they the the estate limit previously was set for 5.6 million for individuals and 11.18 for couples but what this tax cuts and jobs act did is it actually doubled those values huge and so for the time in the season of life in which we've been in uh for individuals those limits were 11.18 and then for 
Did I get that right? No, I said that no, wrong. No, it, it, it was previously was 5.6. Right. And 11. Yeah, that's right. So 11.18 for individuals and 22.36 for couples. Right, which for the average day millionaire, those limits are there's they're a high level. Right. Right. And most people, uh, and many of our clients too, that are following in that range of three to five million or so of of liquidity, investable assets, et cetera, haven't really this hasn't been an issue. But when that number falls back to five point six million, many of our clients now are gonna be like, Okay, well, this I might need to be mindful here. Right. You know, and so there's some conversations that that potentially could happen. And if they need to happen, they will happen regarding how to prepare and how to be mindful of the estate tax if we don't see a change and we see this thing sunset in 2025, which it appears that we might. Yeah, you know, there's some strategies that could be taken that could be put into place uh, to help, you know, prepare yourself for this upcoming change. one is you know, one that's that we didn't talk about, but I was talk about, I'll just do it real quick is the annual cash gifts, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, uh, you're permitted to gift 17,000 a year, 34,000 if you're married. So, um, uh, so, but you can gift that to as many individuals as you want. So here could be a time where if you have a very large extended family, you can start gifting away as much as you can, right. To start to alleviate the tax burden. Uh, but one thing, another thing also is uh, gifting life insurance uh, inside of a, inside of a, uh, basically inside of an irre- irrevocable trust. And no, we don't talk much about life insurance um, during our during our uh, podcast. But again, for those who may fall into that that window where this is a high concern, well, here's one way that could possibly help because if you gift the life insurance inside of the inside of the trust. Uh, the next generation will will receive the death benefit without incurring any type of estate or even p- potential income taxes. Mm-hmm. And so um, the the policy inside of the trust becomes safeguarded and it actually relieves the beneficiaries from you know any of the tax tax obligations that might be headed to them. Yeah, that's definitely definitely one option. And and when we we mentioned because irrevocable uh, trust are definitely a primary tool used in estate planning. Sometimes, I just want to throw this out there, sometimes you see those vehicles used in areas that really we don't think are necessary or applicable. Uh, When you are creating a irrevocable trust, uh, that trust is, in essence, irrevocable. It's irrevocable, meaning that it is a, you know, clawed iron fixed housing uh, entity. And, and you lose a lot of control as an individual when you dedicate investments into that type of uh, uh, entity or trust. And so definitely is a good use when it's appropriate, um, not appropriate for everybody. Uh, another one is just some general terms that maybe some of our clients know about, but funding a SLAP, a spousal lifetime access trust. Uh, these have recently kind of gained popularity. And, and a SLAT basically categorized once again as irrevocable trust enables a spouse to transfer assets for the benefit of the other spouse and other designated beneficiaries. Um, just a vehicle that, be, that could potentially be used. Prior, prioritize philanthropic planning, maximizing this type of planning strategies uh, over the course of your life. You know, if if you're someone who is is in a financial position where you're already concerned about 
these estate laws. And once again, if you're in that level, you you obviously we've had these conversations, um, but you're integrating already these charitable gifts that Mo talked about into the state very early on. Um, you're creating meaningful and, and, and enduring really legacy plans, and you're optimizing all of these financial and estate planning goals. Um, and you're doing it early enough. You know, once again, just like anything else, estate planning, investing, and all things that we do is always uh, easier, easily accomplished, I guess, mm-hmm. with more time. That's right. Another one, and we'll kind of end with this one real quick, is establishing, and this is probably more of a well-known one, establishing a charitable remainder trust. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can, you know, eliminate or defer income tax or distributions from the death uh, by using a, uh, a charitable remainder trust. And essentially, the, 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 when you have the trust, you're selecting a designated beneficiary or individual. And when those assets pass through the trust, it indeed goes directly to the individual and the distributions are received on a tax-free basis. Yeah, refu- which is... It, it, uh, I mean, that's huge when you do that. Yeah, and it's and it's definitely a tool that you see probably most used. I would say more frequently within the estate planning world. But yeah, these CRTs or charitable remainder trusts, they're basically structured to provide income payments. That's right. You know, to to designated beneficiaries, um, and you know, typically for a specified duration or even a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And you know, the 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 whole concept here, oftentimes with estate planning. And, and this is the way I've always kind of felt comfortable looking at it is it's the individual who's oftentimes created the estate or the primary first generation individual who inherits the state who's really wanting to, um, I don't know if the right, what right word is morally, but who's really wanting to uphold the values of, of the individual who created everything, the father, the grandfather, the great, whoever created the wealth. It's, it's, it's the goals of honoring their will and wishes. And these types of vehicles are not only good from a taxable standpoint, mm-hmm. from an estate planning perspective, but also very, very strong in really ironing out exactly the flow of those monies, the limitation of the withdrawals, and the use of those assets for generations mm-hmm. to come. It's almost like protecting the legacy of the person who created the wealth in some aspects. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, um, other strategies, you know, accelerating 529 plans, uh, that's actually pretty interesting. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, the, the clock is ticking. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the strategies that we're, that we're bringing up today, you know, really, you know, unless things change, unless Congress takes action, uh, you know, we have, what, year, two years yeah. to get some of these things in, in place. And the reality is, is, is a lot of these conversations haven't been required for many people that now it's going to be necessary right? just to be mindful, you know? So once again, playing the tax game here at asset management group, it's what we do. It's what we're proud of. It's kind of our passion on top of investing and on top of your personal financial plan. It's ensuring that all of these elements work together to improve your stability and your financial success for yourself, your spouse, as well as the generations to follow. That's right. Well said. Thank you, Mo. (laughs) Hey, guys, listen, we hope you have a fabulous week. Get on with your day and week. And more importantly, 
be kind to someone, live well, live healthy. Oh, one last moment. I lost 13 pounds week one on Octavia. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, that's good. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats. The reason he's saying congrats is if y'all remember, he tried to make a bet with me and it didn't work. Oh, no. No, you haven't caught up to me yet. Where are you now? I'm 179. It's a percentage-based approach, Mo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's based off body mass. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, hey, love you guys. Y'all be good. Have a good week. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Perrin provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.